Jonah chapter 1, verses 15 to 17. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord, and made vows. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Let's look at verse 15 again. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. This is one of the most solemn funerals that ever took place. Into the raging billows, into the stormy sea, a living man was cast into his grave. And then all was still. Peace was returned. The sea ceased from her raging. The sacrifice was offered, and peace was provided. This is a marvelous type of our redemption. Jesus' death gives us the opportunity to have peace in our storms. Because Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins, because Jesus Christ is our Savior, we have the chance to have peace in our storms. We just need to give that problem, give that situation, give that issue, toss it overboard, give it over to Jesus, and then we can have true peace. The storm will cease its raging in our life. We can have peace in the midst of the storm simply by giving over that storm to Christ, tossing it over to board the, the boat and giving it over to him, and we can have true peace even in the midst of the storm. Jesus will calm the storm. He will calm the seas. He will calm the raging uh, storm in our life if we just give it over to him, if we will trust in him, if we will relinquish our control of it and give it over to the Lord and let him have that control. This is a marvelous picture of what Jesus can do for us in the midst of the storm. This is a marvelous picture of our redemption. It is by Jesus' death that we must live. It is by Jesus' death that we can live. This is a marvelous picture of our redemption. Now let's look at verse 16. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord, and made vows. Apparently the sailors were convinced that the Lord was the true God, and they offered sacrifices to him. Now they had given up their false gods, and they'd recognized the true God, Jesus Christ. Recognized the true God, Jehovah Yahweh. They'd recognized the true God, and they offered sacrifices to him, thanking him for calming that storm in their life. Do we thank the Lord for calming storms in our life? When we turn it over to him, and the Lord works in miraculous ways to calm that storm in our life, do we thank him for it? Do we remember to thank him for it? Or do we just go on about life, oh, the storm's over, I can go back to my normal life now, everything's fine? Do we think to go back and ponder on that? Selah, to think on these things and give the Lord the credit, give the Lord the praise, give the Lord the thankfulness that he deserves for calming that storm in our life. Do we praise the Lord? Do we testify of the Lord? They said they made a sacrifice unto the Lord. Do we sacrifice anything for the Lord? These were pagan sailors who just recently probably minutes before, and recognized Yahweh, Jehovah, as the true God. They feared him exceedingly, the Bible says. They were thankful for the, the calming of the storm in their life. And they were giving him the honor. They were giving him what was due his name. Do we ever testify of the Lord to others, to those around us, thanking the Lord for helping us through that storm, thanking the Lord for answered prayer? Do we remember to testify of the Lord in our life? Do we remember to praise God? Do we remember to witness to others about what the Lord has done in our life? How the Lord has answered prayers in our life? How the Lord has calmed storms in our life? 
Do we ever remember? Do we ever do that? Do we make it a point to do that? Well, these heathen pagan sailors made it a point to offer sacrifices unto the Lord and made vows. Do we make it a point to sacrifice time? Do we make it a point to sacrifice our talent? Do we make it a point to sacrifice our treasure for the Lord, for the cause of Christ? Next, let's move on to verse 17. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now this is something we've talked about several times already in, in, since we've gone through our study in Jonah. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish. Again, God is in complete control. The Lord had prepared a great fish. God is in complete control of the situations. God is in complete control of whatever we're going through. God is in control. God is on the throne. God is in complete control. The Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now we do not know what kind of great fish this was. We do know in Matthew 12:40 it is translated as whale. God prepared a great fish, prepared possibly a whale, to swallow Jonah. Jonah spent three days and three nights in the belly of the whale. Another great picture in the account of Jonah for our Lord and Savior. Jesus spent three days and three nights, rose again on the third day. Jonah spent three days and three nights in the belly of the whale. Another great picture, another great parallel between the account of Jonah and the Lord and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross. He was sacrificed for peace, for our peace, for the possible peace of the whole world. Jesus Christ was sacrificed on the cross for peace. Jonah was sacrificed, thrown overboard for the peace in the storm. Jesus was sacrificed so we can have peace in our life. Notice that Jonah was willingly offered a sacrifice. He offered up himself. He willingly, voluntarily offered up himself as a sacrifice so they could have peace, so that storm could be quelled. Jesus willingly offered up himself a sacrifice. He willingly offered up himself, voluntarily walked to the cross, offered up himself as that sacrifice so that we could call on him one day and get saved, so that we can have access to that God that can calm the storm, to that God that can give us peace in our life in the midst of the storm. Jesus willingly sacrificed himself for us, and Jonah willingly was a, had himself thrown overboard for those sailors so they could get peace in their life, and Jesus willingly sacrificed himself for us so we can have the peace of eternal security and salvation in our life. Jesus was in the grave for three days. Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days. Jesus rose victorious the third day, Victory, victor over sin, conquered death. Jonah was spit up on dry land after three days, surviving the three days in the belly of the great fish. So many great parallels. Such an awesome story, such an awesome account is the book of Jonah to study and to dig into and just, and just take your time working through it. So, so many great parallels, so many great types and anti-types of, of Christ and Jonah. and just It's just full of wonderful truth full of wonderful things to dig into and get out and get things out of now let's look at chapter 2 and verse 1 this is very interesting and then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly now let's connect that back with chapter 1 and verse 17 now the Lord had prepared a great fish the Lord is in complete control the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. It took Jonah three days 
of being in the great fish's belly or being in the whale's belly before he started praying. Let's read that again. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. It took Jonah three days in a great fish's belly to start praying. Now, if you remember in our first Jonah, we mentioned that the uh, general outline of Jonah could be chapter 1, Jonah fleeing, chapter 2, Jonah praying, chapter 3, Jonah preaching, and chapter 4, Jonah learning. So chapter 2 is all about Jonah praying. Something else, another nugget, another truth we can get out of verse 1 of chapter 2 is even in the darkest times, God is present. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. Even in the belly of the great fish, God is there with us. God hears our prayers. God will never forsake us. God will never leave us alone. If you are a Christian, the Lord is always with you. The Holy Spirit is always present with you. Jesus will never leave you alone. You'll never have to go through anything by yourself because the Lord is always there. Even in the darkest times, even in the fish, in the belly of a great fish, God is present. God is with us. Now let's look at verse 2 of chapter 2. And said, this is Jonah praying, and said, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. Now again on, chat, on verse 2, out of the belly of hell, Sheol, Hebrew, Sheol, although Sheol refers to the place of the dead, the expression here means from death's door. It does not mean that Jonah actually died. It means he was crying from death's door. And said, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. God can hear and answer prayer in the most desperate of circumstances. The preservation of Jonah's life in the midst of these deadly perils was infinitely easy to the Almighty God with his almighty power. And that should encourage us to have hope and to pray for full deliverance from the trials that we are on. Upon our repentance, on the condition of our repentance and confession, even though we may have been, even though we may have brought these problems and these trials upon ourselves by our own sins, like Jonah did, God is there. If we repent, we return from, we turn from that sin and turn to God. God is there. God will heal. God will hear, and God will provide. God can calm the answer in the storms, even our self-made storms. God can calm those storms. God can give us peace even in self-made storms like he did here for Jonah. Now let's dig a little bit more into verse 2 of Jonah chapter 2. And said, the former verse was a general account that he prayed, verse 1. This word in the front of this verse is a transition to a more full account of his prayer, one of substance, one of words. I cried, not with a loud voice of the tongue, as it was ordinarily to do so. He cried, he uttered, he wanted his God to hear him. With a strong desire, he cried. Jonah cried with a strong desire in his heart to God. Now by reason of my affliction, by distress or because of the straits, because of the situation he was in, he felt encompassed about, he felt besieged, he felt far away from God. Remember, he waited three days before he even prayed. He felt like he's in some monstrous dungeon. He was in the great fish's belly. By reason of that affliction, he prayed unto the Lord. Jonah was praying unto God. He was praying unto the authority, to the only power he knew that could deliver him from this situation. And then the Bible says, He heard me. God will always hear our prayers if we come to him out of repentive and sincere heart. God heard Jonah. 
out of the willingness of his heart, his repentance towards God, God heard Jonah. And God gave him a hope. God gave him an assurance that he would be delivered because Jonah knew God is a God of mercy, and that is the God that he prayed to. Now we see out of the belly of hell cried I. Literally out of the grave, out of Sheol, Jonah was saying, I can't imagine being in a belly of a whale or belly of a great fish for three days. Jonah had been there. It was dark. It was a terrible place. Out of the belly of hell cried I. Remember, he waited three days, but when he prayed, he really prayed. And then we see at the close of verse 2, And thou heardest my voice. Jonah came to the Lord with a repentive spirit, with a repentive heart. He prayed unto the Lord. He prayed because of the affliction he was in. He says, I cried out, earnest, strong desires. He cried out with his whole heart to God. Verse 2 also says, he heard me. God heard his prayers. God will hear our prayers. When we are in the deep distress, when we are crying out from our heart in deep distress, in deep sorrow, God will hear us. But Jonah's a good example here. He says, I cried. We can cry out to God. In whatever situation, whatever distress, whatever despair we're in, cry out to God. He says, by reason of my affliction, if you're in the bad situation, if you're in a bad storm in your life, cry out to God. Cry out to God. The Bible says, unto the Lord. Cry out to Jehovah. Cry out to Yahweh. He heard me, Jonah says. God will hear us if we come to him of a repentive, contrite heart, the Bible says. God will hear us. Out of the belly of hell, cried out, whatever circumstance, whatever situation you're in, if you truly have the right heart, God will hear. Thou heardest my cry. Thou heardest my voice. God will hear. God will hear our prayers, and God will be there for us in the midst of the storm. He'll be there for us to calm that storm.